You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. Hello, welcome to Wild and Free. I am Tracy Carruthers, and this is the very first episode of this little show. I am excited to be here. It's the end of December, and well, it's the middle of December. We're wrapping up 2017, and I wanted to get this first show out there so that in January 2018, we could hit the ground running. So I'm a life coach. I live in Taipei, Taiwan. Uh, I've got two boy, little boys and a dog out there in the living room, and you may hear them. <laughs> so we're going to be working out the kinks of this whole recording deal as we go along, but I can't wait any longer to do it until it's perfect. So... <laughs> Because that'll never happen, right? Um, I've stopped and started so many times. We're just going to go with whatever happens unless it gets, unless a dog busts through the door, which is a possibility. But anyway, here I am and Wild and Free is the name of the show. And I think we need to say why or I need to tell you why. So Wild and Free, it's not very original, right? You see it now all over the place. Uh, there's Etsy stores, there's coffee cups, there's... I'm sure there's books, journals, but it became significant to me about two years ago on a trip that to Italy. I was uh, in Italy for a week on a retreat with a bunch of amazing women and a wonderful coach. And at the end of that week, I took a little side trip <laughs> during the on our last day with my two giant suitcases. So this was my first time to Italy. And I overpacked. Oh, I overpacked so bad. I had two huge suitcases that I dragged up and down staircases in. I dragged those two um, suitcases up and down stairs in the Rome train station. I looked like a ridiculous tourist. And so on that final day, it was the day before we left, actually, I decided that I was going to send most of my stuff that I had not worn home in boxes through Mailboxes Express. So I set out from our beautiful villa, walked down this hill. I mean, we were in Positano, Italy. And if you've ever been there, just imagine like the steepest hills, so many steps, well, I decided to drag my two suitcases down this hill and then back up the hill to find the mailboxes, etc. And I found myself on this winding road that was narrow and buses and scooters and cars were, it's a winding road, but they were cruising around the corner so fast. Um, there was barely space for me <laughs> to be walking and it was so bad that people in the shops on the side would be, say, Bella, Bella, where are you going? I had a scooter, I got a motorcycle, not a scooter, stop and concerned, asked me where I was going. And he wanted to take me, but he, I could, he couldn't take me because I had these two suitcases and I wouldn't have let him anyway. But anyway, so I'm walking along, dragging these two giant suitcases, dedicated <laughs> to my mission to find a mailboxes, etc. I saw it on my maps on my phone. I knew I was close. But as I'm walking, I'm at the top of this hill that I'm out of breath. I come around the corner and there's this gorgeous waterfall right there. And in that moment, I experienced the most joyful feeling I had felt in a long time. And I paused and I wondered, I was like, what, 
this is crazy. I mean, what am I doing and why is this making me so happy? And what I realized was that for the past couple of years, I had been in a fog. Um, I had been struggling. We had just moved back from Japan to the States. Repatriation had been a really huge challenge. I was lost. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, my identity, which was just, I didn't know who I was because I had lived life as an expat in Japan for five years. Before that, I had left my career. I had worked as a, an attorney in the States. And when I got back to the States after five years in Japan, I, I just really felt a loss. I couldn't go back to my legal profession at that time. Um, I just felt a real loss about who I was and what I was doing. I was living a suburban lifestyle. And so in the moment, and there's nothing wrong with the suburban lifestyle, but I just wasn't in my element. And um, on that road, in front of that waterfall, with buses and scooters whizzing by, I realized that um, something had come up in me as I'm standing there, something, a part of me that had been ignored. That was at my adventure-seeking side, my the side of me that craves a challenge. I love being lost. I love new places. I love a challenge. I love something ridiculously hard. And I felt such joy in that moment and a reconnection to who I was. So the words, the phrase wild and free came to mind because I identified that what I was missing was my wild, my, I was living a very, uh, narrow version of myself, all of my own doing. Nobody was forcing it. Um, like life happens and we get into these lulls and we do what we need to do to take care of our kids and to manage a house, to figure out, you know, how to get everybody where they need to be and find their happiness after we moved, but I had really forgotten about myself. So that's where the word wild came into my mind. And then I really started to notice all of the merchandise out there for wild and free. And you bet I bought it all. Um, so my goal, my vision for this show is to talk about ways that we can rediscover our wild. What I think that really means is our essential self. Martha Beck calls it our essential self. Um, that part of us that go back in childhood, go back to who we were before we started to absorb and take on everything the the world told us, um, the way the world told us to be, the roles that we assigned ourselves, that we accepted from others, um, whether that's the role of a mother, how a mother should be, how a woman should be, how a wife should be, uh, where we should go to school, what professions are honorable, Whatever that is, um, those things that we took on that really maybe weren't ours or where we don't feel our best selves or our freedom. So I am going to propose that your wild, your essential self can only be defined by you. Obviously, it's you. It's the thing that makes you feel most alive. It's the most honest you. It's the you where... Um, you're in touch with what you really want. Your yes means yes. Your no means no. You aren't caught up in people pleasing or living out of a place of obligation. Um, you're living from a place of realness and of really centered around 
what you have to offer the world in the way that you have to offer it. So that's what wild means to me. That's what I'd like to kind of use as our definition of how we go forward and talk about things here. So like I said, why wild? I think that the wild, your essential self, the world needs that because that's who you were born to be and you're here for a reason. And if you're operating under, uh, if you're operating in a way that is for other people, is that for other expectations about how the world tells us to be, then you're not really honoring why you're here. I believe your wild living your essential self leads you to freedom. I think it unshackles you from the expectations of others, from impossible standards, um, from people pleasing. And we need more of that. When more women, especially, loosen the hold that society's standards have on us and live in freedom, uh, wow. I think that's, have you ever been around, I've been with groups of women that are true to themselves, that are wild, that trust their hearts, that live from a place that is in their, from their groundedness. It's an amazing feeling. And I think the more of us that, the more of us who do that, the more we collectively rise. So I was trying to think about pushback that I might get against this. And, um, you know, I think you can talk about living your truest self, living guided by what feels right to you. And people can misinterpret that or interpret it, I guess, as a very selfish way to live. But here's the deal. We're operating under the assumption that you're not a jerk face, (laughs) that you're a person who has a grasp on how to be a good human. So this isn't about we're not talking about driving through traffic and saying, I don't, my gut doesn't tell me to stop at this stop sign. So I'm not going to do it. No, of course not. This is about more, um, There's got to be a space between being a jerk face and being a total people pleaser. And that's what uh, we're going to be looking for is that middle ground. When we do that, when we access our freedom, it's true that you loosen up the chains of drama and ridiculousness in your life. So where do you, how do we know How do we know or how do we sense that we're not quite living our wildest self, that we're not living from our soul, we're not living in um, honoring our essential selves? I think that there's um, there's lots of warning signs or lots of symptoms of this. These are just a few of them that I've noticed. Resentment is a big one. When we're constantly living in contradiction to what we really want, And um, I've been this woman, maybe you've met people like this at times. They operate from, they all of a sudden have an edge to them. Um, It's not just complaining, but the complaining is there. It's a bitterness. It's a story about 
that they create that, uh, well, I have to do this. What else am I going to do? Um, it really, that resentment can take over and just kind of radiate out a, a real negativity. I've caught myself feeling that before. It's usually usually related around the issue of moving a lot. Um, but I had to look at, I started to tell myself a story that I wasn't able to choose the life and live the life that I was meant to live because I was choosing to move. I was um, being asked to move frequently and that's what was best for my family and I just have to do it and suck it up. So I have to give up my own dreams. Well, live very long with that story that you have no options, that you are um, somehow in a prison of choice because you don't have the choice because you have to do this for other people and resentment will bubble up. And it certainly did. And I recognized it and started to change the story to something else, which I'll talk about much later. But but basically a story that this is what I chose and it wasn't um, what I envisioned my life to be. But in fact, it's offered me opportunities that are much better than I imagined. So resentment is one symptom that you're not living your essential self. Um, another one is a real lack of clarity. I think I've talked to a lot of people before who say, I just don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I just, I just know I don't want this. And I really understand that. And that's a, a common place to be. But I don't believe it's entirely true. When we say, I don't know what I want, there's, I believe that we're conditioned to uh, smash down <laughs> inside of us to squash what we want, squash, squash what we want, um, to not really voice it. Because to voice what we want and to really speak it out loud means that we are then left with the choice of whether we're going to go after it or not. So if there's a feeling of, I don't know what I want, but I know I don't want this, then I would say, it's time to dig into yourself, dig into and find your essential, um, your essential self, your soul, what you really want. Another good symptom or sign that it's time to rediscover your wild is if you find yourself living in jealousy quite often. Now, social media makes this really quite easy to track, but if you see somebody on a vacation, somebody writing a book, somebody, uh, new job, anything. And if you're, can, if you are pretty consistently finding yourself on the side of jealousy, it's human. I, remember, I think we all experience that at times, but when it becomes a pattern, that is a beautiful little red flag that says, hey, there's something um, inside of you that needs to be explored. You want something more. That wouldn't attract you. It wouldn't attract your jealousy if there wasn't in something inside of you that wanted more. And that's your wild trying to come out. And let's see, jealousy. What's the last one? I think that was it. Those are the ones to start with. So my invitation to you as we wrap up 2017 is to really ask yourself if you're living from your essential self, from yourself that um, your wild side, <laughs> the most authentic you, or if you're really going along to get along. If you're just day in and day out, kind of doing what you think you should be doing, 
and uh, find yourself fine. You're okay, but you're not fantastic. And I truly believe that we are meant to have wonderful, fantastic lives and that what we need to access that is all inside of us. All right. See you in January 2018. We'll talk a little bit about how to rediscover the wild.